Welcome to the Wisconsin School of Business MBA podcast series featuring student voices. My name is Jorge Tafel, and I am a second year MBA student specializing in operations and technology management. Today with my fellow MBA students, we are going to be visiting and reflecting about our two years as an MBA student at Wisconsin. Right now, I would like to welcome in Renita and Masuma. And before we get started, let us tell um, the audience a little bit more about our respective background. I can start. So prior to the MBA, I used to work with Disney in operations management. Um, and when COVID hit, I was in a conundrum where I um, knew that I wanted to go back to school. However, I wasn't sure that I was going to be going to school in August of 2020, but COVID hit um, and that gave me time to apply to school. So I decided to pivot and apply to schools immediately. Um, and I was able to get in into Wisconsin along with another school. And after careful consideration, I chose to come here. Um, and ever since I have not looked back. Um, post MBA, I'll be going to JP Morgan Chase where I will be in consumer banking. Um, I am really excited for that and for the opportunities that that will bring. Next up, I'm going to pass it over to Renita to introduce herself. Um, I'm Renita Clayton, and I am a second-year MBA student in the Strategic Human Resource Management Program. Prior to coming to Wisconsin School of Business, I have my undergraduate degree in business marketing and multimedia design, close to a decade, um, working in various industries between healthcare. Um, higher education, manufacturing, and some retail here and there. And actually about two weeks before um, the world shut down with the pandemic, I decided to take a leap of faith and I left my position. I did have some other job opportunities lined up, but I was also debating school, um, both the business school here and then um, law school at, a, at another um, location. And so just the way the process went with um, Wisconsin, it flowed more seamless than I expected it to. And so um, joining the HR program allowed me to learn a little bit more about um, the labor and some of the inconsistencies and in, like pay um, equity and different forms of discrimination within the workforce. And so it just seemed like a perfect fit. I'm really excited to be here. I met some awesome people two of them, maybe one of them are on this screen. <laughs> Just kidding, George. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to further discuss my experience with all of you. And I will now pass it over to Masuma. Thank you, Renita. Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Masuma. I am also a second year in strategic HR management with Renita. Um, prior coming to the MBA program, I had worked in HR. Um, I went into HR into the HR field right after graduation. I did my undergraduate degree here as well. Go Badgers. Um, and going into the HR field, I started as a recruiter, um, did some of those basic duties um, that we hear about and which are quite honestly pretty in demand now. But as I worked through that, um, I accepted an opportunity to work at a local manufacturing company where I got to understand a little bit more about the HR field and which actually pushed me to decide to look into going back to school. So 
similar to Renita and George, when um, the pandemic hit, I decided to kind of reevaluate where I was going in my career. And I knew that I would always go back to school. I just didn't know when that was. So when I got furloughed um, due to the pandemic, it kind of, it was that light bulb moment where um, let's look into it now. We have the time um, instead of sitting around, let's see what's available, um, where to apply, what looked interesting. And um, having done my undergraduate degree, um, I kind of felt um, that natural um, progression to come here for graduate school as well. Um, I was really excited about this school specifically because not a lot of schools in Wisconsin offered the opportunity to do an MBA. Um, and that was something that I really wanted after working with a lot of executive executives in my HR career. I knew I wanted that business foundation with that HR um, course load just to better be able to communicate with them. So that's what um, brought me here. And I'm really excited to be joined here with Renita and George and talk about our experience and what we wish we had known before the MBA. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Um, And before we start, I actually want to say that Renita and I had always talked about having a podcast. Um, So this is a great platform here. um, And we appreciate that we were invited to be here. Um, question one, and this is going to be for the my two um, attendees and me. Um, what what advice would you give your pre MBA self? I probably would have told myself to um, take more risks. I guess more so like not take the work aspect of me, like that professional side of working so many years and like carrying the stresses of everything having to be perfect and in order and just have more fun. I think there was kind of, um, and still a little bit in my last year, it's kind of hard to like let go and just be a full student because I'm a whole adult um, who has responsibilities and bills to pay. And, um, you know, I know that we're going to be going back transitioning into the workforce full time. And so we want to make sure that you know, the things we put on social media or just the places that we hang out with and the company that we keep, that all of that paints the right picture. But it's also okay to like, you know, let your hair down and and relax and just enjoy these two years that we'll never get back of just being a student and not really having to care about turning in, you know, full projects that are working towards some big corporate goal. So that's one thing that I would say The other thing, which I've been pretty active on campus in terms of organizations and things, but I would have probably been more active in getting to know um, like the master's students who are only here for one year, you know, finding my way a little bit more around campus. And so that's one thing that I would have told myself in advance just to really get out there and network and meet as many people as I can because this time goes by really fast. I think the advice that I would give myself is um, to just do it. There was a whole conversation going on in my head and with my close friends at that time about whether I should be going back to school um, or not and what time was appropriate. Um, And I think looking back, now that we're about to graduate, I mean, it was always a good time to go back to school. It was always a great time to get your MBA because it helps propel you to the next level in your career. Um, and with that, this is a little more micro, but once you get into an, into a school, I would say to start to network. 
Um, don't wait till you get to school or till you to to you start school to start to network to to start to build your connections, um, because at that time it's not too late. But it is going to be a lot more competitive as all your classmates are also beginning to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So if it's one thing that I have for you all is to start to network as soon as you know that you're going to be going back to school to get your MBA. That way, it'll be a lot easier to build connections um, when you're trying to recruit for a job. Masuma? Yeah, I would agree with what Renita and George both said. Um, definitely echoing the networking part. Um, really um, appreciate the Badger Network. It really is incredible. Everybody, um, LinkedIn is a great way to find new people to connect with. And honestly, you never know what that connection could lead to. Um, it doesn't hurt to reach out and just say, hi, I'm, I'm a Badger. I'm interested in um, the field that you're in, I'd love to hear more about it. Um, more often times than not, people are more than willing to have the conversation and you never know where that could lead you. And it might not be right in that moment, but further down the line, since you've already had that connection, it could lead to something in the future. So really cherishing the fact that we have such a strong network of um, alumni is so important. And also before coming into the program, I would say, um, don't forget where you came from. Um, be confident in who you are, despite um, the workload and having all the classes it can get. But lean on your peers. Um, you're all in the same boat. Everyone is working together towards the same goal. Um, so, yeah, just lean on your peers and um, be confident in who you are. I agree with that. Um, and I think I also agree that it is st stressful, um, particularly fall of last year so 2021 I think for all of us was really stressful we were all trying to juggle uh, between our social lives going out with our friends but also completing homeworks and class time and TAs because a lot of us had TAs too as well yeah it, it's a lot and you know you don't want to lose yourself in it and you don't want to lose your friends and family that supported you to get here and kind of like leave them behind for your new friends that you have here at school so it really is a balance, but I think your support system understands that this is just temporary, right? So like, while we might be devoting more time to the new um, people and spaces that we are in currently, we haven't forgotten about them, but we do need to probably make some more time to tap into those other social circles and just live a little, you know? Um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so it's only about an hour and a half drive, and I don't go home nearly as much as I probably should just because I feel like I don't want to miss out on anything. Like there's TAPS, which is kind of our happy hour, so to speak, on Thursdays. And then there's Friday bowling. And, you know, there's just like so many things to pick and choose. And you just want to kind of be a part of all of it. But you also have to like balance. Name something that was not as difficult as you thought. I think the networking aspect, um, going into this, I definitely thought it would be more intimidating, but after the first couple, it really became something extremely natural um, to do. And even like meeting people now, um, whether it be within the business school, um, the events we have here, or even outside of it, um, when traveling or anything like that, I've just found that the level of confidence that has come with the practice that we've gotten here has been tremendous. And it's really just 
help me be more confident in all the interactions that I have. Um, and I know it's intimidating at first, um, reaching out to somebody randomly, but it really does pay off. And um, I definitely recommend it. I agree with that. Um, I'll add a little more to that thought. So networking, interviewing, public speaking, presentations. So all that was in was an area that I was not as comfortable in. Through the MBA, I was able to practice a lot of those skills, particularly networking, because you have to do it <laughs> um, and you have to present as well. So um, I value that I had the opportunity to do all of this because I feel a lot more comfortable with it now. Um, and I also have my communication queen on here. Her name's Renita. Um, I reach out to her a lot when I need anything to be edited or as I call it, and he's the corporate buzzword. <laughs> I have lots of buzzwords. Um, but I guess the one thing that I will say is I didn't expect um, fitting in to be so easy, right? Like, I know we talk a lot about networking, and that's more the business side, but like fitting in really plays a big part in it. Because we're coming from across the globe, we're different ages, different backgrounds, we're coming with different levels of expertise and from financial situations that vary from barely making it to mom and dad take care of me, you know, like, so everyone has a different story. And as much as it's, we think it's hard to fit in, it's also hard to stand out for those differences. And I think that's what makes us all unique. So like I could be coming from a marketing background going into HR. We have people who have worked in NASA. We have people who um, are financial analysts who trade like major stocks and cryptocurrency. And I mean, there's just so many different people to pull from. And I think that that's what makes it cool. Like our conversations are rich. It's not just what's on Netflix, although we do talk about that, but it's not just what's on Netflix. It's how can I get more skills in this or how can I get better at that? And so there's no person that's better than the other one. And I think that's what's super cool. Like we totally feel like family, a lot of us. Um, and when you're not in class or you didn't show up to TAPS or something, your people are calling for you because they notice that you're not there. It doesn't matter if there's a hundred people in the program, they know when you're missing. And so I think that that's, what's really cool is you don't have to try hard to fit in, in this program. That's true. I think that we all look out for each other and we all have our little groups of friends. And I know that Renita is one of my close friends along with Masuma as well, but <laughs> I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah. It's, it's getting sad the closer that we get, you know, like that, the hashtag or the acronym is FOMO, um, fear of missing out. And like, that's true because a lot of people are either moving to similar areas or going into similar um, industries or just knowing that our lives will take us. To, and so like these friendships are more meaningful than I expected because these people saw me crying when I couldn't figure out, you know, how to study for this exam or um, 
just for those who are sick, you know, especially with us being in a pandemic and just, you know, having people to say, I'll drop stuff off on your porch and run really fast away. <laughs> but it's just like, we're, we're there for each other. And so I think that that's what's really cool. And yeah, I'm going to miss all of you. And we still have time left. I think we have 99 days, right? Oh my God. 99 days. And I... <laughs> I was not happy that, that one of our classmates shared it, that we had 100 days left. I was like, stop it, stop it. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. Mentioned this earlier, Renita, but you touched on it a little bit. Um, name something that was a difficult transition. So you kind of touched on it already. I don't know if you want to ex- expand on it. Um, for me, a difficult transition was, um, although it's only Milwaukee to Madison, but the first time I moved away was for undergrad and that was to Ohio, which was much further away. But then having so many years in between close to my family, um, I think they got kind of spoiled having me there and with having a younger brother who already lives in Minnesota, um, my parents are no longer together. So it just kind of makes the time that you have with each other more special. Um, So coming to Madison was like that next step of separation of letting my mom and my brother know, like, this is probably the last time I'll be in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was necessary because the other school that I was thinking about doing and for law school would have been in Milwaukee. Um, but I think coming here gave them that space to let me bloom again. And um, it will make it easier when I make that next transition for the full time. So I think that that's probably the hardest thing was knowing that as an adult, you know, mom, now it's going to look a lot different for us for holidays and, and things like that. So, yeah. What about you, Asuma? I know you're close to your family too. Yeah. So that was going into this program. I kind of had to have that same conversation with my parents, um, especially as we started interviewing for internships and stuff like that. Just looking at kind of what was available in the area. I kind of knew that my future would not be in Wisconsin as much as I'd love to be close to my family. Um, So sitting them down pretty early on and just being like, just so you know, like, Wisconsin may not always be my home. I hope you can like start working towards that. And I'm their only, I'm the oldest of three and I'm the only daughter. So um, my dad has always like tried keeping me close to home and same with my mom. Um, But so after graduation, I'll be going to Chicago. And the first thing my mom said when I told her that I'd be in Chicago is, now I don't have to take an airplane to see you. And that was all she cared about. And I was like, okay, mom, but I got a job offer. And she's like, I don't care. I don't have to get on an airplane to see you. I'm happy. And I was like, okay, that's good. But other than that, like, I felt like one of the other transitions, um, doing my undergraduate degree here too, um, it was interesting to adjust, um, especially since I only had two years between um, my undergraduate degree and then this graduate degree, adjusting to how different um, the two were. Um, Being an undergraduate here felt 
much more different because I felt like I had so much to learn. I didn't know what I was doing, but coming into the graduate program, I've already worked for a little bit. So I kind of knew what to expect. I was a little bit more confident when I was walking around campus because I had already been here for four years, um, but still kind of figuring out your groove, um, getting back into the transition of doing homework, um, being held accountable for setting your own timelines, stuff like that. Um, teachers aren't they're there to support you, but they're not going to handhold you. So you need to make sure that you are setting your own deadlines, um, figuring out pretty early on how long something might take. That way you can plan to network, attend those social events and still be a part of the program. Because um, once you get that figured out, it is so worth it. It is so fun. And um, I have loved every minute of it. For me, the transition was quite different than you both. Um, I was coming from Florida. Um, that's where I grew up. That's where I've been my entire life. I thought that it was going to be a difficult transition coming from a background that was non-traditional. And I know that, that that's a term that's used um, a lot. But my background in hospitality, I thought was not equivalent to a background in engineering or for the people who came from NASA. Um, and I always compared my background to all those people initially, and I felt like I was inferior. Um, so it was nice to see um, that the skills that I learned did transfer to school and will transfer to the new job that I'm going to. And again, don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone has a unique story um, and experience and job. So just because you're not an engineer or you didn't work at SpaceX, <laughs> or NASA does not mean that you're not qualified to be here. You're qualified to be here because this was meant for you. Uh, maybe let's just end it with going around and saying what our favorite Wisconsin moment is. Ooh, that, that's a hard one. <laughs> you can start. <laughs> All right, I'll start. So um, during football season, um, after leaving the tailgate and then getting to our seats, we actually won this game. I, for, I think we were playing Iowa this year. Um, but just when the jump around song came on, I didn't understand what the big deal was. But like you feel the energy in the stadium and you're just jumping so high on these small, <laughs> these small seats. And you're just in a, in a stadium full of thousands of people who are just having a really good time. And so I would say that that's probably one of my favorite moments of seeing like the Wisconsin pride, seeing all these streets blacked off, um, people of all ages and coming from different backgrounds with their chairs and their heat packs and their coolers, all going to cheer on the Badgers. So I would say that that's my favorite moment. That's a good one, Renita. And I think I would have to echo that, but I'm going to change the song. I love it when the stadium sings Build Me Up Buttercup. Um, even like looking back, especially at the night games with all the flashlights um, in the stadium, it is amazing, especially when they stop playing the soundtrack and you can just hear all the voices singing the song perfectly in tune. It always gives me goosebumps. And I love looking back at videos that were taken by um, people in the non-student section of the student section and just the amount of energy coming from that area. It's it's amazing. All right. 
So another one of my favorite parts of the MBA experience has been um, kind of some of the lectures and guest speakers that we've been able to have in the program. It's been really, really insightful to hear what they have to say and the knowledge that they share with us. Um, and being able to dress up with your friends and um, have some appetizers and then listen to this wonderful lecture together and then reflect on it afterwards is always a great experience. So. Um, me and Renita have shared our favorites. George, what's your favorite? Um, the camaraderie that I shared with my classmates and the whole experience of all of us being in the same program and sharing the same uh, either classes, courses, stresses, um, journeys, as well since we were all trying to get a job and going through that stress. But one highlight for me is the OTM Center. And a lot of you don't know what this is, but every specialization has their own center. And the OTM center to me is just the best one. And it's so popular actually that we have two of them who are not an OTM, but they go there all the time. So they're on this call, Renita and Masuma. Um, and I just enjoy that anytime that I walk in there, I know that I can find either a classmate or a friend and just, ask them for help or we can spark a conversation about Netflix or about this course or about this job. And there's, there's um, such a wide variety of experience in there that everybody has their own unique background. And you can ask almost any classmate anything because you'll find someone in that room who can answer that question for you. So that's the one thing that I will always cherish of my time here is the OTM Center, along with Steve, too, as well, who is the OTM Center director. He was great as well. So um, hopefully, post-MBA, we can all come back and visit, right? And um, Yeah, <laughs> that would be said, cool. Yeah, it was said in the chat yesterday that even though that we're all going to sprawl around the U.S., that wherever we are, that'll be the OTM Center. And I'm stealing words here from Masuma, but I thought that was... <laughs> great though it was perfect yes yeah. as honorary otm members we agree <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed the podcast and just our candid conversation and we hope that we made your decision to join um this wonderful program and this awesome campus even more certain like 100 percent. we hope that you want to come um, and we may not be here. We won't be here when you get here. But you can always look us up. We've talked a lot about networking. So we're easy to find. And we'd love to help you on your journey. <laughs>